Hello and welcome to Community Topics, number 26 of Dualist Community. I am constantly curious, not only of what I'm capable of here now, but what I've always been capable of here now, because I've never left it. Uh, but it's still fun to uh, look back and, and wonder and even experience what was maybe once possible in a time when I recognized more clearly that I've never left here now. I share that enthusiasm. And I wonder if given the opportunity and the resources, how we would go about creating a sustainable way to live with other people who share this enthusiasm, how you would learn to take care of one another, how you would learn to govern yourselves and what would hold that all together? Because that really is the question. And I would say very much because of the topic that we're going to discuss today, that at the moment, we lack the mentality to keep ourselves together. That in fact, we are a dying civilization that is holding on to the appearance of civility. And on that note, the topic for this week is ancient civilizations. The second topic was placebos. And I wanted to mention very quickly, though it is not in the title, we did discuss placebos in detail in the community topics episode about cancer. So I do recommend that you go and check that out if you would like to know more about our thoughts regarding placebos and the possibility of our potential when we get out of the way and allow our awareness to work for us rather than against us. So definitely go and check out that episode. But this episode is about ancient civilizations. And I understand the intention behind that topic, I think, was more or less to discuss ancient civilizations, the ones that have existed, what it might mean about the world, so on and so forth, uh, discussing some of the work of, say, Graham Hancock, for example, who was looking at a lot of the common narratives about ancient civilizations and coming up with a theory about a common civilization that predated everything that we currently know in written history. And so you could go down that direction. And I would like to remind everyone again that at one point we actually did. If you would like to go back to the community topics episode about Freemasons, I go on to a very long rant about ancient civilizations, all the connectivity between them, some of the commonalities and the time periods that they were developing and of course how they might be connected. So there's a lot that you can explore there. So today we're not going to do that necessarily. As much as I enjoy the topic, I would like to get down to brass tacks and talk about civilization itself. And that is going to go into the territory of ancient civilizations because we have to ask what a civilization is. What do we mean? What is the big difference between animals and human beings. Why do human beings create large involved structures that we call civilization? Because that's what a civilization is. It's a structure. It's a structure that usually involves uh, a social structure, so a way of working together, a culture, a way of expressing ourselves, uh, economics, a way of trading and making sure that everything is fair, uh, a way that we can all come together, so urbanization in terms of having a community that can access things conveniently, and then, of course, we have a common language, and that's what makes a civilization. And so when we look at ancient civilizations, what we see are bubbles of humanity that are su suddenly 
operating on a higher level or in a different level than we were doing in the wilderness. And by virtue of us having more intelligence and a shared vision, we start to put something together. And that turns into a civilization. But there have been many civilizations, many ancient civilizations, and they fall eventually. We're in a civilization right now. And as I said at the beginning of this, it is dying for very specific reasons that we're going to get into next. But before I get any further, because I understand I've ranted for quite a bit here, I want to pass the buck over to Andrew and ask you specifically, would you say that is more interesting for this episode specifically to discuss specific ancient civilizations, whether or not they may have existed and what they may have done, or talk about how to make a civilization ancient? In an unsurprising answer, certainly, certainly the latter, because if that's not what we're doing here, like a uh, caterpillar shedding its cocoon <laughs> is the imagery I got and becoming a butterfly. Um, if that's not what we're doing here, then I don't know what I don't know what we're doing, because it's it's allowing through the, the current mentality that we have kind of expressing through that what's possible and and through a letting go a shedding of that of that skin a shedding of that surface level way that we see things with very little depth to it whatsoever and and through shedding that seeing what's underneath seeing what's underneath the mask because looking back at ancient civilizations it's certainly fun to think about that and, and wonder what the hell was going on what sort of mentality they may have been in be it the pyramids be it any ancient civilization and, and the capabilities that they seem to have i see it i can't help but see it as directly correlated to their willingness to let go of the idea or maybe even not have so much of an idea to start with. And it seems like the, the shift is even beginning to identify as, as anything. And maybe their capabilities were limited by how limited of an idea they had of themselves. So their capabilities were incredible when they just identified as you know the group as civilization itself i'm this civilization but that was still limited relative to seeing yourself as as reality in a way but we've gotten to a point now you know the current civilization that we're working to make ancient believes in such a limited idea it's not even you know the world it's not the civilization it's not even the family it's just just me as this thing separate from anything and so looking back at ancient civilizations and what they've done relative to our current capabilities i see it as directly correlated to how limited an idea of of yourself that you hold on to so makes me wonder as that perspective begins to shed you know the current perspective of the limited idea of yourself how many capabilities that maybe we once had and have just been built on top of with fears and concerns and, and worries about an illusion that we believe ourselves to be won't be accessible 
to us, but I'm certainly, certainly excited to find out. Absolutely. Me too. I think it's really a matter of perspective. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson made this point, and I, I think it's a great point as much as there are things Neil deGrasse Tyson says that I don't always necessarily agree with. This one's a great point that the difference between our closest primate relatives and us is 1% of our DNA. So the difference in terms of all of our intellect, all of our ability compared to our closest primate relative is just 1% of our DNA. Everything we're capable to do is a 1% change in our, our perspective. That's it. And so his sentiment there was that perhaps the change that we see in terms of the intelligence gap between animals and ourselves isn't as big as we'd like to think. Perhaps it's just a little bit different, but we perceive a big difference. And so I have a theory that I'd like to posit. And this goes back to, again, the creation of civilization. Right? Symbolism. We've talked about symbolism previously. We've talked about symbolism and the fact that it is an entirely different way of operating in reality. It's a different way of interpreting reality, of interacting with reality, of interpreting yourself as your role within reality. Seeing everything in terms of symbolism is an entirely different experience than seeing the universe simply as you as a body within something. It changes everything. Symbolism is something that takes a higher level of intelligence to recognize. There are some primates that recognize symbols, for example, but primates wouldn't collectively come around a symbol and give it meaning because frankly, they don't have any reason to do so because they don't operate on that level of intelligence all the time. We can encourage it in terms of responding through symbols, sign language and things like that. But overall, left to their own devices, they're happy just being in reality as reality. Humans are a little bit different. We have a brain that is capable of processing symbolism so much more. And so if you look at the birth of all civilizations, you will notice that they all revolve around symbolism. The, the civilizations themselves all use specific symbols that become important. They become like the glue that bring people together. And in operating within that symbolism, they're able to create a civilization or at least the beginning of it. And in some cases, an incredible civilization when you look at like ancient Egypt or the Aztecs or anything like that, right? And that takes a lot of intelligence. But this kind of goes towards my theory. Civilization, very much like the ego, is a result of our complexity. But like the story of yourself, the narrative, it can get out of hand. It can actually become a source of imbalance. And so when you look collectively at human history, at the various different ancient societies that popped up and disappeared and popped up and disappeared and all that, just like this discussion has popped up and disappeared many times, civilization is another collective attempt to create a way for us to live in unity. It's like a trial and error process that we go through collectively. And it often just doesn't work because of the mentality that drives it which is the mentality that leaves that symbolic representation. 
I truly do think that's the case. I think the fact that we have less symbolism in our reality and how we perceive things, because you don't see yourself as necessarily all of reality. And so why should things be symbolic to you personally, right? And I think that that has led to the degradation of each and every civilization that started off with symbolism and degraded into social norms, governance, belief, and identity. And that's what led to all of their degradations, if not for environmental factors or being taken over by another country, which is often the result of war. And once again, that divisive mentality. And so I think that civilization is just an exercise in intelligence and that once our intelligence is aware of what it's doing and why it's doing it, and it's not so egotistical, civilization itself has a better chance of restarting. Makes me wonder too, you know, you talk about the degradation of civilizations as we take things to be more literal even like more concrete and in that it's more not more concrete in reality but more concrete outside of reality it's like the the river sort of flowing through the city fuck that's some symbolism it's like we're building concrete because every city has a water source pretty much i think basically every city has to have a water source just given how they were able to be built and so you know our our mentality of building fucking colossal cities where we're not living together. We're not in tribal societies. We're not, you know, we're, we're the sum of our parts, which is never going to be as powerful as the whole, you know, th those are built literally outside of the rivers that are flowing outside of that nature, outside of, you know, beyond just the flow of the river. Cause I use that symbolism a lot. And that sort of analogy just outside of nature, separate from nature, incredibly separate from nature. And so, even even beyond the ending of a civilization due to the lack of ability to recognize the symbolism just because you're not aware enough to recognize it basically you're so unaware that you need literal points kind of like you know the stoplights and walk signs and all that stuff it's like allows you to be less aware in order to recognize symbolism you have to be attentive to where you're at not so caught up in ideas in illusions so it's just that process of, of the ending of any great civilization is how literally they took what, what was never meant to be made literal. And then recognizing that your reality, you know, the ending of those civilizations, even if it wasn't from within, even if it was, you know, within, it was from without, you know, a comet or, or whatever, like, could that not have been you taking care of yourself? recognizing that you know shit's getting out of whack let's uh let's try again here we've taken these concepts and illusions far too far and it makes me wonder even if it is you know whether it's a nuclear war which would be perceived as within or a comet bashing into the side of the earth that's perceived as without it's all me so there isn't a within or without so Who's to say it's not the same sort of thing, depending upon the mentality with which we're having this experience. But that changes the entire argument, right? Because if you look at, say, Graham Hancock, his theory was that there was a technologically advanced civilization before our written history, that all of our current civilizations learned from that. And that is the basis of his theory. Whereas what we're saying is that even if that were the case, 
that's less important than understanding that the mentality that they accessed is available to us now and has been available the whole time. That even if that civilization did exist, it was just one incarnation of, an, of another attempt to live together in unity. And however long it lasted, if it ended, if it ended in self-implosion especially, then we know what happened. We understand that process because we see it over and over again. We see how Rome fell from within. We see how countries are degrading from within. So we understand every civilization that crumbles does so because of the mentality that's lost, that created it to begin with. That's the point. And so instead of working on that mentality, recognizing that we are one with reality and building from a cohesive base where we all not share the same values, but recognize unity. What's happening is we're looking at all these civilizations and we're seeing things like, oh, they all symbolize the sun and the moon and uh, serpents or squiggles or rivers, right? Or uh, numerous different civilizations across the world that weren't connected all had this symbol that resembled the swastika, for example. And that's, that's true. Or the cross is another symbol that spans numerous different civilizations that were never connected whatsoever. Why? Well, uh, the serpent was, uh, or the river, was meant to represent change. The cross meant to represent choice or, or uh, life and death, right? The sun meant to represent power. The moon represent uh, cycles, right? And these were all just representative symbolisms, and they make a lot of sense, don't they? But how often do you keep that symbolism in mind when you're walking through your day, right? And so instead of looking at that as, oh, wow, there's a mentality there that we can access. We start going, oh, well, all of these ancient civilizations worshipped instead of acknowledged the same thing. Therefore, somebody must have taught them. Like, mm, that really depends on your perspective of humanity being separate from one another. It really does. Because once you start to recognize that we're not separate, that we all have the same insight, very much like uh, Ben was saying, in terms of, you know, I got to get this song out, otherwise somebody else might write it. That's the point. Like we all have access to the same infinite amount of insight and, and, and perception. So once you recognize that, that it's just you over and over and over again, it changes your view on ancient civilizations. It really does stop making you want to look back so much because you recognize that you're still going through the same cycle. You're doing it now. Dualistic unity, if it continues to grow, is essentially the foundation of another civilization. It's another mentality. It's a mentality that does all of the things that you're supposed to do in order to found a civilization or in order to create a civilization. It brings us together. It creates social harmony. It gives us a common set of values or a common perception that once again unifies us the only thing it doesn't do at the moment is provide a social network or a social structure for us to support one another and take care of one another it doesn't offer a system of governance but there's time and we have ideas about that too it doesn't offer an economy at the moment because we want to move beyond economy because that's the difference it's a change in mentality but recognizing that each and every civilization that pops up is another trial and error attempt 
to find a mentality wherein we can live together changes everything. Because even as even as you have that perception of of say Graham Hancock's where everyone had to learn from it must they must have learned from a specific civilization that passes the buck again that that it's a completely different perspective understanding that we have the capability of tapping into anything and everything that any civilization has ever done but it's not that we have to look back to them because it's within us it's it's it was us it is us here now so if you have the perspective that you know oh we got to we got to look at them and and learn from them it's like that process of trying to look back and learn is again perpetuating the perception of division because you have to learn from someone else it couldn't it couldn't possibly be just you. you you couldn't possibly be capable of doing that on your own without learning from things from the past and and you got to take what what they did and and you know repeat it do it again just take the cookie cutter thing and like what they did then is not what you would be doing now no matter how much you copied it perfectly because they weren't copying it perfectly they were being himself and so this process of of building dualistic unity it's like it's not that we're learning from it's not that we're not learning as we go but we're not learning from some cookie cutter idea of what this is going to be because if if we do then it isn't what it is it isn't reality happening in each and every moment reality can't be pointed to because as you're pointing to it that's reality happening but we're learning as we go from everything that we're doing, it's like we're learning from our ability to let go of the need to learn from it. And that's informing our ability to tap into whatever the fuck any of those other past civilizations tapped into and, and see what we're capable of when we stop telling ourselves a story. And that's all we've been doing for the last couple hundred couple thousand years it's telling ourselves a story trying to live up to expectations in order to tap into whatever that is there can't be expectations because what's there's nothing to measure it against the process of measuring is the thing happening what is that measuring against it's it right now this is it this is this conversation right now this is it this is the experience of whatever all of those ancient civilizations were able to tap into when they weren't so caught up in the limited idea of themselves, they were doing this and things started to happen. Which leads us to the question of spontaneous collective insight. If enough of a mentality shift happens collectively, are we suddenly able to access an entirely different level of insight, an entirely different relationship with reality? Does that explain how so many things from the ancient world exist and we can't explain how they exist, how they were created? Is it just because they radically shifted their relationship with reality? That we have mythology that involves things like magic and gods that were in human form? Is there an entirely different experience of reality that's available? And more importantly, is that the mentality that we came out of and lost? 
through our divisive mindset, through our need to identify, through not recognizing that the sun is a symbol for you. And it would make sense that there's a direct correlation between, you know, the stories, the tales of being able to manipulate reality, you know, the Greek gods manipulating the weather, you know, the, the ancient Egyptians being able to build the fucking pyramids and get to like that fifth, fourth, fifth floor above the, the one mummy's casing that it's not possible to do unless you have a structure. It's like basically what the pyramid was to, to get it there. So it makes you wonder like, but it would make sense then if you were able to see yourself as, as reality itself, as the pyramid, as all of the stones building the pyramid, you, you can move your finger pretty easily. You don't even have to think about that. What's saying that you couldn't manipulate the reality that you recognize that you were? Is it just the idea? Is our mind so strong that that's what's limiting us from tapping into those capabilities? But it's that counterintuitive nature of it, that it's not you. It's not the idea of you doing it. You're not getting the superpowers. <laughs> it's through recognizing that you're already all of the things that you're playing with, I guess. It's just yourself playing with yourself <laughs> but but seriously like that's it makes sense that that is the spectrum right there of course as you let go of the limited idea of yourself you'll have the capacity to influence more of reality because you're not seeing yourself as separate from it it uh, seems fucking obvious but you know are we willing to let go of everything we believe ourselves to be? Are you willing to let go of your limitations? That's really it. Are you willing to question what you think you are? And at first, it seems impossible to do because frankly, this civilization or this mentality has been going on for a long time. The degradation from whatever started humanity's march from the wilderness into this sandbox of civilization building we've lost that mentality and so we have to keep doing this cycle until we can return to that mentality right but waking up in this mentality that's been degrading for so long is very difficult as we all know that's why dualistic unity frankly has so many people so very happy because it's a conversation that we can finally have where the rest of the world would judge us for having it and that's all it takes. But to get here, individuals had to try and stand up or try to change a little bit, get judged, write some stuff, maybe to speak to some people, create some, some art, that kind of thing, and then just hope for the best. And then we limped on through time, inspiring one person here, inspiring another person there, maybe a group here, maybe a group there, and then they would lose the point too sometimes, right? Because it's that degradation. It's just like we're always saying about the ego. It's not enough to just clear it out. You have to weed it all the time. You know, civilization, even more important. With civilization, it's so much easier for the ego to insidiously nest itself in everything. Because in a civilization, you have people working together, which means you always have the capacity for selfishness, 
you always have the capacity for somebody to think of themselves first, for somebody to be afraid, to somebody want to be who wants to be in power, for somebody who offers false security. And so if everybody in that civilization is not aware of that danger, aware of the ego itself, then the civilization itself is doomed to fail, which is why I found it really interesting. And again, I think it was the Toltecs where they actually looked at identity as a parasite in our awareness, something that actually sapped our life and our intelligence from us. And that makes sense that identity is the degradation because it's, and that, that parasite that runs rampant through a unified being an all powerful, almighty capable of, of anything as bits of it began to identify it's like the potential of it keeps getting split in half with every division to a point that now we're, we're so limited but at the same time it's right there the recognition is right there because it's just the perception the division that we've been experiencing that identity that parasite is just the perception but we think that's where our sense of worth, our sense of self, our sense of value comes from. And so how could we possibly give that up unless we see that it doesn't? And once we see that it doesn't, that perception starts to drop because it is whole right now. That identity is merely an illusion, merely a perception. All of the divides, you know, they're, they're fabrications, just like the idea of you is a fabrication that exists inside of your mind. So that potential that seems so diminished is just a fabrication as well. And that potential is right there. Once you're willing to let go of everything you think your value is derived from, it's still right there. But again, you have to appreciate the level and investment in that habitual fabrication that has gone on as a divine being, you have to stop just looking at it as you, the individual, and you have to start looking at the fact that, as we were saying since the beginning of this, we're part of a dying civilization, but that means a dying mentality. That's all it is, but it's your mentality that's changing, right? So we've convinced ourselves over thousands of years through countless lives, countless wars, countless hierarchies, countless conflicts, countless judgments that we are separate from one another. That's how lost we as God got into the perspective of other people. And we've reinforced it over and over and over again. And so you have to recognize it's habitual. It has to be sustained. See, our mentality has to be sustained by the civilization around us. As soon as we stop participating in the civilization, which is, which means as soon as we stop participating in the mentality, we find ourselves coming back to the here and now, which is where all civilizations come from. So it's not about finding a new way so much as just abandoning the current way. And that new civilization can only ever start now. It's the only place it's ever started. It's the only place it ever will possibly start it's right fucking now how much responsibility are you willing to take that's right and you'll notice our current degeneration 
is all about the lack of willingness to be accountable. Political instability, we just don't see our, ourselves in each other. Economic collapse, we can't stop trying to hoard. Social fragmentation, we just can't stop categorizing one another. We can't come together that way. War and cultural decay. And cultural decay is a reason that civilizations fail over time because cultural decay means less expression, which means less meaning, which means less innovation and less ability to adapt to the reality that you're a part of because you just don't have that motivation. There's no meaning, there's no purpose, there's no reality to it. So you can see how the ego leads to all of those things that have all contributed to the fall of every attempt of civilization in our history. It's all the ego and all because we don't recognize what the underlying intention was to begin with, which was to come together as one, recognizing that we are one and seeing symbolism as a reminder of that. We just lost it over time and we got lost in the idea of ourselves and we started taking things far too literally and it ruined the magic. It makes me incredibly curious what that'll look like as we start to recognize it more clearly. What sort of civilization is possible or if we'll even continue to call it civilization. You know, is it just existing, being reality? And as we let go of the idea of what we think it should be, it'll unfold before our eyes, not because we need it to, not because we want it to, not because we think it should, but just because that's the natural progression of my mind, my experience, through letting go of the idea that I'm separate from anything. And it would make sense to me at that point, once we get that, that we would start to see extraterrestrial life. And it's only because we can accept that we're a part of them. It is entirely possible that the entire reason that we don't see more in terms of extraterrestrial life is because we still think like relative children. On that note, I think that's the end of this Community Topics episode on quote-unquote ancient civilizations. Uh, I did say earlier on Patreon that I had an entirely different direction that I was going to go in on this episode. It was a lot of fun to do so. So I thank Andrew and of course our listener for their patience as I spun through some of these insights that I've been having since last night. So thank you. Absolutely. This is, this is a blast to get into. I'm uh, yeah, just to get into even, even the stories of them. I know you've been through quite a bit with the ancient civilization I don't know, understandings, but I'm very curious just just what's possible. But I'm more curious about finding out than looking back. Absolutely. Dualistic unity. It's an exciting time to be alive, and I'm very grateful to be a part of it. So thank you, Andrew. Thank you, dear listener. We will see you again next week, but I do want to leave you with a brief announcement at the end of this episode. If you've listened this far, we are going to be stopping or at least limiting the Community Topics episodes after season four. And the only reason that we're doing that is, frankly, we've covered a lot of episodes. This was episode 26, which is half a year of Community Topics suggestions, and we're very grateful for them. But there have been less suggestions, and there has been a little bit of overlap. And so we figure we're going to limit them to once per month. We're still going to do the series because we, we love them. But we're going to limit it to once per month, giving more people an opportunity to suggest 
and to vote. And then we're going to replace the Community Topics episode weekly with a different segment entirely, which we will announce on Patreon at some point in the future very soon. So I just wanted to let everybody know that. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone.